Mendocino County Public Broadcasting. This is the KZYX News for Thursday, March 18th. I'm Sarah Reif. The Board of Supervisors decoupled the proposed Oak Woodlands Ordinance from the proposed Phase 3 Cannabis Ordinance last week and sent it to committee pending an inventory of the Oak Woodlands in the county. Michael Jones, the UC Cooperative Extension Forest Advisor for Mendocino Lake and Sonoma Counties, said the most recent data puts the local acres of oak woodland and mixed hardwood canopy at 650,000, which is one of the highest percentages of such coverage in the state. But with historically poor land management practices, fire suppression, climate change, and a host of other complications, local oaks also face a wide variety of pressures. Initially, the Oak Woodlands Ordinance was supposed to be adopted prior to or at the same time as the Phase 3 Cannabis Ordinance. But Assistant Director of Planning and Building Julia Krog said that Phase 3, which is coming before the Planning Commission tomorrow, proposes that every cannabis grow will be subject to a site-specific discretionary review process. So I believe the need for having an Oak Woodlands Ordinance in place at the time that Phase 3 opens is maybe not as concerning as it was previously under the older regulations that would have triggered a ministerial program. With the current proposal, this would allow for site-specific review under a discretionary permit model. Jones referred to a study led by his predecessor, Greg Giusti, saying that there are many elements to a successful Oak Woodland Protection Program. And one of their conclusions was that an ordinance wouldn't, by itself would not go far enough to protect Oak Woodland habitat. Ordinances commonly fail because they uh, tend to protect heritage trees and individuals' trees, and the mitigation measures of replanting don't necessarily equivalent to, to protecting entire habitat or, or systems. So basically the recommendation was first to try a voluntary program to create routes of protecting habitat, so through conservation easements or other types of incentive programs. And if, and if there was need for a more regulatory approach to, to create general plan amendments to kind of address the need to conserve oak woodlands. There's another great resource um, called A Planner's Guide to Oak Woodlands. And basically there's just a kind of simple four-step process that we think about in forestry and natural resource planning and management, but specifically for oak woodlands, really the idea is first you have to assess what you have Then you have to determine what you want, then how do you get it, and then how do you determine that you're getting the results that you were looking for. The Sanhedrin chapter of the California Native Plant Society sent a letter to the board saying that data are needed to make good policy, but any attempt to improve the available data should not preclude immediate oak protections in Mendocino County. But Farm Bureau Executive Director Devin Jones echoed the call for an assessment of the oak baseline. She was also concerned with replanting requirements and regulatory redundancy. She and Michael Jones are likely to work with Supervisors Glenn McGordy and John Haschak, the Supervisorial Ad Hoc Committee charged with assessing the woodlands. You know, the state board and other sort of uh, governing documents do exist in precedent to oak tree removal uh, connected to cannabis. So I'm just interested to see, you know, what sort of uh, cohesion is going to take place um, in moving through this discretionary review process. Phase 3 is not popular, judging from the hundred or so public comments that had come into the Planning Commission as of yesterday afternoon. Haschak, who serves on the Cannabis Ad Hoc Committee with Supervisor Ted Williams, has come out against a proposal that would allow property owners to apply for a permit to grow cannabis on 10% of their land. And he, like many environmentalists, is concerned about the possibility that rangeland could be deemed agriculturally appropriate for growing cannabis. And a lot of people have an eye on ever-lowering aquifers. But Kristen Nevidal, the county's new cannabis program manager, does not expect more water use with the possible upcoming changes. She spoke earlier this week at a town hall hosted by the Cannabis Business Association of Mendocino County, moderated by Kate Maxwell of the Mendocino Voice. 
She said the state regulates water rigorously, from discharge requirements to rules around wells and storing surface water during the dry season. So all of these pieces are in the state regulations, and I think um, even some very rigorous um, regulations around um, water hauling, and it really puts the onus on the cultivator to prove that that is a legal water source that you're hauling water from. And then the local jurisdiction also has the ability to further restrict water hauling and restrict it down to emergencies, say. Um, so I think if we move into a, a more heavily regulated sort of program where folks aren't cultivating before they've gone through the local approval and the state approval and obtained all of their permits, we shouldn't see um, expansion of surface water draws and more water consumption. Williams, who has championed the discretionary permit approach, argues that the process would allow for more overall environmental and neighborhood protections, and that the changes are the only way to align the county's rules with the state rules, thus allowing a pathway to state licensure by January. But Patrick Sellers, board chair of the Mendocino Cannabis Alliance, doesn't believe Phase 3 will help the Phase 1 growers who are stuck in a years-long limbo. I'm going to apologize in advance for reigning on the Phase 3 party here. I think what this does is really just provide a narrow pathway for a limited number of you know well-capitalized businesses who can handle the rigorous discretionary review process that's being proposed, which is more than is necessary and more than is done in other jurisdictions. And, and essentially leaving the existing taxpaying operators in the dust um, and potentially cutting them out for good. You know, CEQA requires an analysis of the cumulative environmental impacts of proposed projects. And, and so what happens when one 10 acre farm gets approved and, and, and there's a hundred smaller farms in the same bioregion that are waiting in line? You know, will they have as much of a chance of getting approved or will the environmental impacts of that large farm cause them to end up being denied? The Planning Commission will take up the Cultivation Ordinance and a Facilities Ordinance tomorrow at 9 a.m. You can view the full town hall on Understanding Phase 3 at the Mendocino Voice Facebook page. For KZYX News, I'm Sarah Wright. For all our local news with photos and more, visit kzyx.org. You can also subscribe to the KZYX News Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.